This is our fifth session now on Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. I, therefore, Paul says, a prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthily of the calling to which you have been called. And we've spent several sessions on this, but there is one more absolutely crucial question to ask, namely, how does this happen in relationship to God's activity and our activity? That is, how does our intentionality and purposefulness in doing this, obeying this, walking this way, relate to God's work in us to bring this about? That's our question this time. So, Father, I pray that as we ask about our role and your role in our role for how to walk worthily of our calling, you would make plain, not just for our minds, but you would make experientially plain how your willing and our willing intersect. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the reasons this comes to mind even to ask such a question here is because of this parallel passage that is in my mind from other readings, and that's what happens when you read the Bible through a lot, over and over again, parallels pop up in your mind that are mutually illuminating. So here's what Paul says over here in 2 Thessalonians about walking. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling. Well, well, so this is different, isn't it? Then, to this end, I always pray for you that you will walk worthy of your calling. But here he's asking God to make you worthy of his calling, which I assume means something like, may God be the one who, in and through your intentionality to walk worthily, is working that intention in you. Which is what, of course, it says over in Philippians 2, 12 and 13, God is the one who is at work in you, so you work. So I want to see this right here in Second Thessalonians. Just keep reading. May God make you worthy of his calling, and may he fulfill every resolve for good. So we have resolves to do good, which would be a walking worthy of our calling, and God fulfills those willings and desirings and intentionality. And then he calls it a certain thing. I think that's what he means when he says, and every work of faith. I don't think a work of faith and a fulfilling of a good resolve are different things. This simply spells out, it's by faith in God's power in us that we're able to carry out our resolves for good so that they become works of faith, not works of self-reliance. And then it happens, he says, by God's power. 
That's why it is God who's the one who's making us worthy, because the power for us to walk worthy of the calling comes from God. So that, and here's the upshot, when God does the power to enable us, by faith, to fulfill our good resolves and thus walk worthy of the calling, so that it is really God who is making us worthy, the result is the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you. Of course, it's going to be his name that's glorified because he's the decisive enabler, worker of our good resolves and walking worthy. And then you, having walked that way by his power, will be glorified in him. And then he says, according to the grace of our God and of the Lord Jesus. So all of this walking worthy of the calling, finishing or fulfilling our good resolves, doing works of faith all by his power, him getting glory, we getting glory, all of it accords with grace, which is like saying, walk worthily of grace, walk worthily of the gracious act by which you were called. So my answer to the question How do we do this is we, by faith, perform works that are worthy of the calling. So walking worthily doesn't mean self-reliant, bringing our lives into accord with the calling. It means noticing that the calling here, remember this was a sovereign work of God in 2.5, He made us alive. He brought us to life. That was our calling into a glorious, eternal future of joy. And if you walk now in accord with a sovereign work that brought you into being, you're going to depend on the ongoing work of God in your life. So let's go back and see the places in Ephesians where we've been prepared for this. Here's the prayer in chapter 1. I pray that you know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. He wants us to know this power so that we are relying upon it and thus we live lives worthy of our calling in his power and not our own power. Or here's the, here's the prayer in chapter 3. I pray that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Then may you have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ. Because if you don't know the love of Christ and how in chapter 2 verse 5 it made you alive and how it goes on sustaining you as you believe, then you won't walk worthy of the love of Christ. You won't walk worthy of the calling past or calling in hope future. Or chapter 2, verse 10, we are his workmanship, created by him in Christ Jesus for good works, works that are worthy of our calling. But it's, it's God's workmanship when we do these. It's God creation when we do this, and the works themselves, which God prepared beforehand, the works themselves are prepared that we should walk in them. And then you jump over to chapter 6, finally, 
Be strong as you attempt to walk worthily of your calling. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So, we may look strong when we overcome some temptation and thus walk worthy of the Lord, but we know better. It is in the Lord that we have our strength. It is the strength of the Lord that enables us to do that. And so he goes on and spells it out. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able. You are able because of that Lord and that might and that armor. It's not us. It's our reliance utterly upon God to stand against the schemes of the devil, which leads us to one last text to see the similarity of the way Paul thinks in 4.1. Here's 5, 8, and 9. At one time you were darkness. Remember that? That was chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. But now you are light in the Lord because of what happened in 2.5. He made you alive spiritually. You are light. Your father is light, and now you are children of the light, and so you are in your essence divine light, not worldly darkness. Therefore, walk as children of the light, which you could translate, or you could paraphrase, walk worthily of the light, because you are children of the light. And then, he says, because the fruit of light is found in all that is good, right, and true. This means that if you are a a child of light, a child of God who is light, a kind of fruit is born by light, which means it's growing on you, but you're not the decisive cause of it. God's nature as light in you is producing fruit in you. So my answer to the question, how do we walk worthily of our calling, is to remember that this calling right here was a sovereign work of God's voice calling us like Lazarus out of the tomb of death into life, into light, into hope. And as we trust and embrace and know this, we will be strengthened by it, and the Spirit, by faith, will cause this treasure to produce this walk, and thus it will show the worth of this walk, and we will bring our lives into accord with it, and it will not be a cause for boasting. It will be a cause of praise to the grace and the power of God. Oh, may God teach us experientially what it is to do the works of faith which are worthy of our calling.